I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Dog Nations Before the Hedges. Um, October edition, guys. Can you believe we're in the month of October? Glad to see everybody here. Philip Overstreet saying, Go dogs from Vidalia. Um, guys, Georgia's going to play a football game this weekend. And, you know, it makes me, it calls to my mind. Anybody seen Jaws? I'm sure there's like, you know, multiple remakes of it. There's probably like a Jaws 4, or a Jaws 2022 out right now with like Zach Efron or somebody like that, or Jake Gyllenhaal is the as the boat captain, but um, it made me think this week's recruiting list and the amount, I think, I think the five-star counts up to 11 now that I expect to be there that have started confirming with me. Um, I think the number is like 11 now to be full, full transparency and disclosure here. A lot of them are 2024, 2025, five stars, but those still count. Um, because remember, guys like Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter were once five stars that were a couple years away from being from the current recruiting cycle as well. But pretty massive recruiting weekend. I'm going to go ahead and compare it to the fact that I think um, – I'm going to compare it to the fact that I think it's probably going to wind up being maybe the biggest recruiting weekend of the year, especially maybe the only other contender was that first week in June when, you know, Caleb Downs was in, Arch Manning was in, TJ Shanahan was in, um, Justice Haynes was in. A lot of those guys didn't choose uh, Georgia. Uh, Clarence Dawson, I see your question. Uh, the 2023 class is actually ranked number two um, right now at this time. But I tell you what, I think the dogs are going to need a bigger boat. That's where my, my Jaws reference was coming from because um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, there is so many dogs, potential dogs that are going to be in town this weekend. I think the hardest job on Saturday, you know, might not be the person getting the Georgia running game cranked up or the Georgia vertical passing offense or the person making sure that um, Eddie Mitchell's ankle and everything is great. Um, I think the hardest job might be the person in the Georgia recruiting office trying to figure out who gets those front row seats. Now there's two sets of bleachers, one on each side of the goalpost. And there's about, I believe five or six seats in the front row. So there's potentially 12 people that can sit in the front row. But I mean, Georgia's going to have official visitor, Damon Wilson, five-star edge. Really I feel that thing's going to come down to Georgia or Ohio state right there. And then you've got, um, Roderick Robinson is second. Now, that's the running back. Everybody's frothing at the mouth about what's the running back going to look like in this class. Georgia currently doesn't have any running back commitments. Oh, the horror of that. Everybody's clutching their pearls and, you know, basically giving that, you know, oh, my gosh, um, think about Georgia and running backs. But I think really what I've said for a long time now is I think Del McGee is going to do what sort of what he did last year when he found a true diamond. Um, he, when he found a true diamond um, – in the rough and Andrew Paul. And I think there's a lot of guys there. Roderick Robinson is one of those guys. And let's start out with this. We got to always give honors off the tee to the Georgia commitments. And here's a list of the confirmed commitments that I expect to be there on Saturday. I think we've got several full screens of lists 
to take a look at right now. I think we'll start with um, the, the commitments right there and go ahead and add a couple more names to that. Um, you know, there's five-star AJ Harris, five-star Landon Thomas. Landon Thomas is a tight end in the 2024 class. I see a lot of folks um, representing from the hog pen, from Moultrie, which I think right now in my mind's eye has probably some of the most sublime sunsets I've seen lately. I was there for the uh, last Wednesday night. I was there for the Lincoln, Florida, um, Colquitt County game down there in Moultrie, excuse me, Colquitt County game down there in Moultrie. But look at those guys, you know, Janelle Aguero, Monroe Freeling, Tyler Williams, guys, that's going to be his first ever time between the hedges. He committed to Georgia um, last week on Tuesday, but he committed to Georgia without even getting the glory. I'm going to say glory, benefit, whatever you want to use of, of being behind between the hedges for a game day in Sanford Stadium. And that's probably a big drawing card for a lot of folks. Um, Kelton Smith, the offensive lineman. Jamal Jarrett, I think he's one of the key puzzles of this 2023 recruiting class. Um, he's going to be there. That's his first actual um, Sanford Stadium game visit, I believe, as well. Um, A.J. Harris, of course, playing brilliantly. You got the two official visitors, Damon Wilson and Roderick Robinson the second. So like a, those official visitors, guys, are probably going to have to get some primo seating for the Auburn game on Saturday. But you've got a guy like A.J. Harris, five-star. You've got – a guy like Janelle Aguero, Monroe Freeling, you got Tyler Williams. There's a lot of choice seating where those guys are going to have to get real up close and real up into the front. And then these are the commitments. These are the official visitors. And we don't stop there, guys. Like I said, Georgia's going to need a bigger west end zone at some point to house a lot of these people. Kind of like that Jaws metaphor I had where the dogs are going to need a bigger boat. Well, look at this right here. The next page, these are more undecided unofficial visitors that are going to be in town uh, on Saturday. And it's another gangbusters list. You've got, look at all these uncommitted prospects. Everybody's going to concentrate on the five stars. I look, I like the way Michael weighted the left, the left side of the, the, the graphic here with all the five stars. You see one, two, three, four, five, 2025, five stars. I mean, one of the things about that guys, I'm just going to break it out. Uh, you've got David Sanders there. That's the number one player in the country for 2025. You see Elijah Griffin, that's the number two player in the country for 2025. I think Caleb Cunningham is a wide receiver out of Mississippi. He's already six foot four, six foot five. He's the number 10 player uh, for 2025. And then, you know, I'm not going to bury the lead. Look at this five star edge, Samuel and Pimba. Still not an official visit for Sam. Sammy Brown, a 2024 five star. Mike Matthews, kind of sort of. He told me yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, that uh, he wasn't. Totally certain on what he was going to do there, if he was going to make it to Georgia, but he was likely to make it to Georgia. Um, Sammy Brown from Jefferson is going to be there. Jaden Davis, to me, I think there's really two guys that um, will, will probably likely be the leading contenders now for me for the 2024 quarterback and the next quarterback that will commit to Georgia. I think that's Jaden Davis, and I think it's Ryan Pugliese. Uh, we talked about him on Before the Hedges last week from MacTharp Stadium in Moultrie. Um, look at all those five stars on the left side. Now, probably for me, uh, except maybe for maybe Impemba, the more important side of this list is the right side of the list because you got two very impactful four stars in the 2023 class. Four-star defensive lineman Jordan Big Baby Hall. Four-star cornerback Chris Peel. Chris Peel's already taken his official visit to Georgia. He took that back in June. Um, he was there on that um, – First weekend in June where some guys actually committed out of that 
weekend. C.J. Allen committed. Raylan Wilson committed. Um, uh, you know, Georgia did have some success there out of that first weekend in June. Uh, a few others, you know, Lawson Lucky was already committed. Pierce Sperling was already committed. Jordan Big Baby Hall, as of right now, I'm calling that an unofficial visit. I know he's got some official visits to short sort out. Uh, Chris Peel is a very fast corner. You know, the two names there in 2024, Zion Ragens, uh, he's out of uh, Jones County, and Sakovi White, Zakovi White, uh, he's out of uh, Cartersville area. Those are two guys that I think could very well be receivers for Georgia in the 2024 class. I know both of those guys like Georgia a lot. Staff feels great about both of those guys as well. Um, and then um, another guy, Justice Terry, that's another 2025 guy that's another top 30, top 40 player in the country. Um, really big here. And, you know, guys, I'm going to just – let me see if I can frame this up very nicely. I'm going to tease this. So I don't know if this has ever happened, and I don't know if it's ever – maybe ever will happen again. But on the top targets list for 2024 – excuse me, 2023 – we haven't started rolling out the top 20, the top targets for 2024 yet. Number one, he's going to be in Sanford on Saturday. Number two, he's going to be in Sanford on Saturday. Number three, Damon Wilson. You see the name starting to pop up there. Thank you, Michael. He's going to be in Sanford on Saturday. Number four, Roderick Robinson, current UCLA commit. He's going to be in Sanford on Saturday. Number five, Chris Peel, really fast uh, cornerback, plays a lot of running back for his high school team in Providence, North Providence. Uh, for Providence in Charlotte, North Carolina, he's going to be in, a, in Athens on Saturday. So if I, if I can't frame you up, I can't frame it up for you guys any better than this, then one, two, three, four, five, all being in Sanford Stadium for the Auburn game on Saturday. Uh, the list keeps shrinking. The list just keeps getting buck wild and bonkers. Um, I think the word, throw your words out there. You guys got some adjectives for me. Let's play word. Let's play word Tetris here a little bit, man. You've got robust. You've got extreme. You've got amplified. You've got tap, tapped. You've got turnt. You've got too deep. Anybody got some adjectives out there that would help help folks out there play along to describe the amount of recruiting muscle that Georgia will have in Sanford Stadium uh, on uh, Saturday? Tom Lavelle's good question about Julian saying, I think LSU has really caught his eye right now. Be interested to see. If he makes a decision in the next couple of weeks or he needs to get back to Athens as well. Um, LSU appears to be a team that has really caught Julian Sayan's eye. Um, uh, Kirby's visor definitely going to be a top three class again. Um, Mike Mazel, how are you? Justin Wolf says he wants Samuel and Pimba is his number one wish list if he had to pick. Um, Big Baby Hall, Kevin Flute, you got it exactly right. He better have prime seating. I think he's been one of the most important players in this class for a long, long, long time. Potential pieces, that is. Um, uh, Rhett and Bolmec, I'm trying to scroll through and catch your question. Uh, he knows Mpemba and Wilson are high. Georgia's in a great spot for Mpemba, you believe. But I don't think it's an either-or. I think it's all of the above. I think they play different positions. I think, I think Damon would kind of be more like a true um, Trayvon Walker type, Michael Williams type. I think uh, I think Gabe would probably be a, a Trayvon Walker type, or maybe a you know that strong side defensive end type. Uh, although he's coming to Georgia to play edge as well, and then um, Pemba, I think would be kind of like a true like a Nolan Smith type guy, a kind of true like you know the the Jack in the three four in Georgia's odd front. That's one of the things Sam told me is he said that he's really being pitched to play the Nolan Smith role and. You know, 
against uh, Kent St- Sanford. Then he saw Georgia play against Missouri. He saw Georgia going to play against uh, Auburn uh, this weekend. So it, really a whole lot of stuff there for Sam, uh, getting a chance to see Georgia a lot. Um, Tom Lavelle, you're right. Mason Short is visiting Alabama again. Uh, Damon Wilson is huge. Every, all these guys, this is the time of year where you can make your um, – your, your thoughts about, you know, what's that Wolf of Wall Street line? Coffee, coffee is for closers. I think that's from Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe it may be from just Wall Street, but um, you always be closing. This is a great weekend for Georgia to make a lot of headway with a lot of these guys. Um, a lot of these guys, like I said, I think probably the biggest thing, the biggest standout thing for me is not just that they're 11, I think 11 will probably get to 12 or 13, Five stars currently. Now it's a Wednesday night. Plans can change. Guys can get tired after their games on Friday and not feel like making a trip. As of right now, um, information out there for me leads me to believe that there will be at least 11 five stars in the house. Probably go up to about 12. Might have some drop off. Might have some pop on. Um, But the more important thing for you guys, I think, because everybody thinks short term when it comes to recruiting, more important thing right now is that the top five guys on Georgia's top targets list for this week, five legitimate names. You guys know them. Jordan Big Baby Hall, Samuel Pimba, Damon Wilson, Roderick Robinson II, Chris Peel. All five of the top five targets for Georgia. Remaining targets, according to Before the Hedges, weekly list on Before the Hedges, uh, the top targets list. You've got all five of them that will be in Sanford. For Saturday, Barry Watkins has a very good question. Barry, there will be a quarterback visiting for Saturday. Actually, there's two. There's Antoine Hill Jr. Um, that's a guy, 2025, not a five star, but you know, that's Trey Hill, the former offensive lineman, uh, Georgia. That's Trey Hill's uh, nephew. Um, he's playing great for Houston County. He's about six five. Georgia offered him before his eighth grade year. Um, I think he's completing 74 percent of his passes, 1700 yards. 17 touchdowns, two picks for a five and one team that just lost for the first time last week, I believe, at Lee County. And then you've got Jaden Davis. Uh, Jaden Davis is the uh, um, nation's number two quarterback, another five star quarterback. Michigan is in there huge with Jaden Davis as well. Um, I think Deuce, uh, Rhett Wilmack, I see your question. I think Deuce Robinson right now is kind of a luxury pursuit that has some wheels to it, it has some legs to it. Uh, Lawson Lucky, uh, let me see some updates on him. He will be at Alabama this weekend for the Texas A&M game. Um, Lawson is not taking his official visit to Notre Dame anymore. He has replaced that trip with a trip to Ole Miss. Excuse me. That's what one of the few kind of big-time Georgia commitments. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry about that. Need a cough button sometimes when we're live here, but – that's one of the few remaining Georgia commits. That's what one of the few remaining Georgia commits will be doing on Saturday. Let me see. Uh, catching some lines. Uh, everybody's talking about last week, guys. Folks, I said this, and it's really simple. I said this after, and everybody's going to say, yeah, but what about the defense? Folks, Jalen Carter has barely played it all this season, especially in second halves of games. Um Totally different defense, totally different front for Georgia up front when Jalen Carter is not there and he's not healthy. But I think maybe some of the main remedies that, you know, the offense was supposed to cover up a lot of the growing pains for the defense is guys like Shmile Munden and um, Kamari Lassiter and uh, Michael Williams. 
some of those young players, uh, even Javon Dumas Johnson, who I think is playing excellent right now, but Malachi Starks, the offense was supposed to score a lot of points to maybe camouflage or maybe be, have people not, not worry much with the growth on the defensive side of the ball. I think Georgia's a totally different different offense. I noticed it uh, against Kent State uh, when you don't have A.D. Mitchell in there, you don't have Lad McConkey performing at his optimum level where he's like a pretty good wide number two wide receiver for any team in the SEC. And then Georgia's uh, wide receiver group becomes a little more ordinary or a little more just regular SEC offense, and that's what makes it harder to do. Um, Kenny McIntosh has also been playing hurt a lot. So I think Georgia's offense has, has kind of been defanged a little bit, and that's kind of what adds to all of the unrest right now regarding the nation's number number two team. Um, one of the visitors I want to make sure I spotlight here and make sure that you guys know about, Tyler Williams said it before, that's a wide receiver that's expected to be a lot of remedy, big remedy, a big balm for a lot of those worries. Um, not having a big play first round type guy at receiver. And he will be in Athens this weekend. He was planning to be in Athens this weekend as well. Um, Steve Rogers makes a great point. It's a good thing Georgia has all these great recruiting classes with all these bang up, banged up players. It becomes the next man up. The next man up would need some game reps, and he's probably not as talented or as experienced as the frontline starter, but there's not a huge drop off in skill. Um, Lots of things going on right now. Everybody's want to talk about what's presently up with Georgia football. Folks, my job is to talk about the future and the current recruiting snapshot of Georgia football recruiting. Each and every week, it's brought to you guys by uh, Kroger. One of the things I want to tell you guys is I think this is the time of year where your favorite grocery store – and, hey, folks, on this show, everybody's favorite grocery store absolutely has to, has to be um, – absolutely has to be a Kroger. Kroger is the time for Halloween when everybody really, truly shines. Um, right now, guys, Kroger has scary good savings for the Halloween season. Save up to 20% on Halloween decor, lights, and, of course, all your Halloween candy. Visit your local Kroger or go to Kroger.com backslash Halloween. And I got something for you guys. It's Halloween season. Not only recruiting season, it's Halloween season. I'm going to tell you this, and please, everybody, let's just weigh in. Let's not be bashful. Let's just come out with it. True confession time. My favorite Halloween candy by far is the peanut butter Twix. Peanut butter Twix. That, that's it. You know, I can be on keto. I can be on a diet. I can be working out. I can be watching sugar. But somebody sticks a peanut butter Twix or maybe even the, the peanut butter Snickers in front of my face, and I got, it, I got some contemplation going on. Got some contemplation going on. I want to know, since we're all friends here, what do you guys think? What's your what's your go-to Halloween candy? Uh, one of the things I got to show you guys while we're thinking about go-to Halloween candy, and guys, we'll get peaches up. I see all the requests. Everybody wants a peaches siding. I think we can make peaches happen. I'm going to talk to some of my show assistants um, on the floor. Maybe we can get a peaches siding here to make, make the people happy. Also, another thing to talk about there, let's take a quick look at some other names to know. Guys, I've shrunk this down. You won't see names like Tamari and Parker. You won't see names like James Smith or Quay Russaw there anymore. These are the guys that are also on the recruiting radar. Um, uh, Marcus Deal. Marcus Deal was um, just in town a couple weeks ago for an official visit. Jerron Dickey, the wide receiver out of Oregon, committed to Oregon out of California. Three-star running back Jalen Johnson out of Appling County. Jordan Louis is another guy that's going to be in Athens on Saturday. 
Um, that is the uh, impressive re- young running back transferred out of Bryant High School in Tuscaloosa to Georgia um, for his senior season for more exposure, better competition. Jordan's going to be a visitor as well on Saturday. DeAndre Moore currently committed to Louisville, looking around. And then there's the three-star running back, Jamarian Wilcox. A lot of guys, a um, lot of guys. Uh, that's Those are the guys that will be – some of the guys will be in town. The UGA recruiting radar has shrunk a little bit. Um, I see some of the some of the questions coming in. I see somebody talking about a frozen Snickers. How about this? How about a Peaches signing? Um, Randy Hall has a question. How many signees this year? Randy, I think the current number right now that they're looking at is 19 that they currently have. Um, I see Georgia adding about seven more. I think 25, 26, 27 feels like the range right there. But obviously, they have a chance to sign a lot more. Um, another name that will be on that list that will be in Athens on Saturday that I don't think was added to the list was the kicker Peyton Woodring. Uh, he's had a great year this this year at in Louisiana. Um, kicked a 55, 56 yarder, I believe. Um, and uh, this is the part where I start talking about a kicker. And, um, and then everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know where's Peaches. Peaches is a little bashful tonight. Peaches, we got Butterfingers. Look at this. Look at this, guys. There, the people wanted to see Peaches the dog. That's Peaches the dog. Peaches, come here. Come here. Peaches is, you know, she was like, I want to hang out. Peaches the dog. You see him? You got some floppy ears. You got some floppy ears. Man, our star of the show. There she is. What do you think, Peaches? Let's get a better look at the camera. Peaches, how are you? How are you? Dog, this is the only show in the country where you can get Georgia football recruiting information and you can get Peaches, the, the golden doodle, hanging out, acting too much like a diva on a, on a Wednesday night. Um, other things to know about Georgia recruiting guys um, – Johnny Fuller, Malachi Coleman is a pretty good name. If you notice that drama right now with him in Miami. Thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool there. One of those guys to mo- to monitor as well. Um, Jamie Huff has a good question. Um, is there a chance Georgia doubles back and grabs Caden? I think Caden's a great football player. I believe that that Caden McDonald will have a great career in Saturdays. But you know, sometimes you got to pick who you got to roll. Who you got to roll with. And folks, the one thing that we can sit, cannot sit here and contradict and kick the tires on is the way Travion Scott picks out his defensive linemen. Georgia closes with a defensive line class that included guys like Jamal Jarrett, Jordan Big Baby Hall. Nothing, nothing really, nothing really too bad to 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 sneeze at right there. Really good type type of type of class putting together as well. Um, Jamie, you know he's getting really lit up right now. A lot of schools, Florida likes him a lot. Clemson likes him a lot. I think he's going to end up in a very big school, but I mean, you know, Caden's a guy, probably six two, six two and a half, not really long, not really big. You just, he's not one of those players. Besides his film, um, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about Caden McDonald. I think Caden is a great, great football player. I think he's a great college football prospect. Um, sometimes schools have prototypes and size molds and metrics about what you're looking for, and I think. I think Georgia has its eyes on guys that are more closely to those size, height, weight, arm length type builds um, with everything else. Uh, but um, 
one of the things to look at, um, Georgia guys still has the number two class in the country. Um, they still have a, a, a class that uh, I can't believe it. Um, heavily, heavily invested on out-of-state guys. Uh, the thing that jumps to my mind right now is there's six guys in state. Georgia has seven commitments from the state of Florida, which is kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. And you, know, you can roll through you can roll through all those names right there. You, you got Daniel Harris, the quarter, the Daniel Harris, the cornerback. You've got um, Tyler Williams, the wide receiver. You've got Gabe Harris at IMG Academy. You got Pierce Sperling um, at um, in Florida as well. Even though he's kind of a Georgia native, Gabe is kind of a Georgia native, but they're actually still um, playing their high school ball in Florida. Um, you just got a lot of guys. You sit there and you look at them. You know. Georgia's class, just guys from inside the state of Georgia. Um, but seven from the state of Florida. Names, um, really, really effective football players. It fits a mold of what Georgia's looking for. And, hey, look at those top targets. Um, let's say Georgia uh, ends up with their kind of dream close, which everybody wants to see them close out with. That would be adding another guy in, um, out of IMG Academy and Samuel and Pimba. That would be adding – uh, Damon Wilson out of Venice High School in Venice, Florida. Um, that number could jump up a lot higher with guys from the state of Florida. Also, when we were rolling up the guys from the state of Florida, we'd be remiss if I didn't mention Raylan Wilson, the fantastic linebacker. Hopefully you guys have seen some of that video I've posted online or on the Dog Nation forum of uh, Raylan Wilson interacting with a uh, really down south southern Georgia fan, a southern gentleman Georgia fan talking about how he couldn't wait to see him play between the hedges. Also, Troy Bowles is another guy from the state of Florida that, you know, Georgia's bringing in so many in that in this class in the state of Florida. So a lot of guys um, going to be the biggest recruiting home game visiting weekend of the year. Auburn's going to be enough to bring the juice for a lot of guys to show up. Um, let me see right now. Georgia still has 20, 232 guys that have offered. They haven't offered a guy, many, many guys lately. Um, again, big visits to think about this weekend. You've got the official visit from Damon Wilson. So clutch is I think Georgia is right there in the mix there with Damon Wilson. Um, also, you've got Roderick Robinson, the second, the, the running back out of California. He's actually from San Diego, from Lincoln High School. Folks, if you're like me and really know your high school football teams across the country, you'll, you'll hear bells go off and you hear Lincoln High School, the Hornets. Uh, in San Diego, that's because Marcus Allen, NFL Hall of Famer Marcus Allen played there. And also NFL Hall of Famer in Georgia. I guess we can call him a Georgia great, um, even though maybe he was, um, also came out of Lincoln High School as well. Uh, Roderick Robinson II is putting up like 400-yard games with eight, nine, eight touchdowns in a game. He's been um, – gargantuan so far this year uh, for his high school team. So he is definitely one of those major official visitors. And for the rarest time, can't remember since Del McGee has been the head, the, been leading running back recruiting for the university of Georgia. The dogs have never went into October without a running back commitment in their class, but this is just a different year as well. Um, see some questions guys. If you have some questions, anything else you want to talk about, Feel free to drop it in the chat. I want to say thanks to everybody joining us on YouTube. I want to say thanks to everybody for joining us on uh, Twitter. Thanks to everybody for joining us on you on Facebook. And Sonia Prescott, you're absolutely right. The sophomore from Lee County. 
Um, you know, one of the things I'm going to get to doing uh, in our next show is making sure we get our tweets restored. And one of the tweets I would have showed you if we would have uh, wanted to include them in our show this week was the offer from Usmani Chroma out of Lee County. That guy, 4.0 student, wants to be in robotics, wants to be in engineering, averaging 10 yards per carry, had like 1,800 yards and 19 touchdowns a year ago. Uh, he's got already that kind of gar- monster numbers right now in 2020. Two as well. Um, one of those guys that just 6'2", 225, certainly looks the part. Um, Johnny Fuller. Hey, man, let me try something here. Johnny Fuller, when you saw Roderick Robinson with your own eyes, what was the, what was the one word that came to your mind? Who do you think he compares to in terms of maybe former Georgia running backs? Very interested in hearing your answer. Uh, Munkin's head, headset, how are you doing tonight? Kirby's visor. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted something out about this. I think Stetson went 14 for 19 in the second half when he absolutely had to play great. He was down, I think, 16 to nothing uh, in uh, an SCC road venue um, without the benefit of a run game. And now, of course, he was 10 out of 24 in the first half. wasn't really accurate at all. But he was in the second half of the game. He was everything – that Georgia needed him to be or everything that one would expect out of a returning quarterback that uh, led his team to a national championship a year ago. I thought Stett uh, was clutch when he absolutely had to be clutch uh, last week in Missouri. Um, Amy Huff wants to know any flips on the horizon. I'm taking a look at two potential flips uh, for this class. Um Question about Matt Luke, Tom Lavelle. I'll tell you one thing. Matt Luke spoke to the Atlanta Touchdown Club recently. Probably enjoying his good family time right there. Um, that's that makes a point about says that dude, folks. One of the things I want to tell you about Malachi Starks. Everybody that's ever been around him loves the young man. In his hometown of Jefferson, Georgia, they have revered Malachi Starks kind of like he is a Herschel Walker type figure. Um, maybe Herschel Walker before he got in the political arena so we can have everybody uh, happy and enthused about that memory. But um, beloved in his community, worked with the Boys and Girls Club, spent time, gave back to the local youth. But the thing about Malachi, I want you guys to understand, is he played incredible as a high school kind of single-wing quarterback. Um, He did not get a lion's share of reps every game. At safety, a lot of times Jefferson was well ahead of some other schools, and they were in cruise control in the second half of the game. So he really doesn't have a bankroll or a bank stored up inventory, archive, whatever word you want to use, of reps and playing time at safety, especially big boy safety against elite athletes. Um, He didn't go compete in the Under Armour All-American game. He wanted to stay home. Um, He did not go to the, uh, you know, kind of those elite seven-on-seven things. He did not go to the – um, the opening, the Under Armour showcases or anything else like that as well. So he doesn't have a lot of flight time, so to speak, um, as a safety against playing against dudes. And that's why I think it's so remarkable about what Malachi Starks is doing right now because he's producing a memory, a highlight, a an attaboy helmet t- sticker type, type play in every game he's played so far this season. I'm going to tell you this. Look for this from old Jeff here. I'm going to look for Malachi Starks to come late in games against big-time opponents like kind of the Tennessees, the Mississippi States, the Alabamas, 
I'd look for him to come in on blitzes and become a guy that um, at certain opportune times would able be able to affect the passer or get to the passer as well. He just has an unbelievable ceiling and a remarkable skill set. Guys, we're talking about a Champ Bailey-type athlete back there. He, he long jumped like 24 feet. He ran a 10.5 in the 100. The brightest of futures for Malachi Starks, and I simply – I, and I'll say this, it simply could not happen to a nicer young man and a nicer family. Um, that young man deserves, and he acts like um, he is, he acts like every day he pays a penance, helping out his fellow man, being kind to others for all the blessings he's got from the good Lord up above. That's the way Malachi Starks conducts himself every day. Like every day he's, he's paying rent by being a wonderful person and a wonderful human being for all of the gifts that he has been granted, um, all the blessings in life, like his um, athletic ability and everything else. Um, Michael Porter is smelling another INT from Starks. Uh, Tom Lavelle, probably remember how Champ kind of waited until his sophomore, junior year to get some offensive reps. That's something you could say. That's something you could say where, you know, especially with a team that needs an extra playmaker or two, um, uh, eventually you might see Malachi Starks play because I'm going to tell you, folks, you think Malachi Starks has walked on water and looked great so far? Where do you see him get the ball in the open field, in a broken field, and a chance to turn on the Jets, make a guy miss, show off that wiggle, show off that burst, show how hard it's going to be for him to get on the ground? I think you guys will have a new batch of highlights to get excited about um, in terms of Malachi Starks. Mark Godfrey has a good question. Mark, I'm going to tell you, Georgia beat Alabama head-to-head for the nation's number one kicker. His name is Peyton Woodring, also plays baseball. Um, Those about 83, 85 off the mound. Decent third baseman as well, but Peyton Woodring, nation's number one kicker. I mean, the guy has got a cannon of a leg for kickoffs. You guys will notice him kind of quickly. I think Jared Zirkle's a name you got to think about as well. Still a scholarship guy at UGA and has been on the travel rosters as well, the dress rosters on the road in the SEC. Zirkel is a name that I think will show up at Georgia kicking in the short term. I think he's got one more season uh, before he graduates as well after this season. But Peyton Woodring is the guy. I mean, Georgia, every three or four years, tries to find go out and find the best kicker in the country. And I believe Georgia did just that with Peyton Woodring out of Louisiana. Um, probably need to get Peyton on our show. You, would you guys like to see, talk to Peyton? I know people feel a certain type of way about kickers. I think kickers can be eccentric. It can be clever. I've talked to Peyton a bunch of times. He is really good in an interview setting. Um, he is an excellent communicator, and maybe one of our next, um, one of our next before the hedge is coming up, we'll try and see if we can have Peyton Woodring sit in live. Um, Randy Hall has a question: uh, Who does Georgia lose off the off the offensive line after this year? Randy, I think Cedric Von Prawn will probably have a draftable grade, maybe second or third round. Something for him to think about there because not you don't see a lot of centers go in the first round. Roderick Jones, I think, will eventually have a second-round, first-round type grade. And I think Warren McClendon will be that type of guy that will be picked second, first, second, third round. So I could potentially see Georgia losing three um, starters off the offensive line um, in the 2022 – excuse me, 2023 NFL draft. Um. Let me see a uh, couple Tyler Granger question about who do I see starting at quarterback next year? I think the playing time is sorting it out kind of the way I think it's going to happen. Uh, 
I think Gunnar Stockton is closing fast. I think Broderick, I think Brock Vandegrift has shown great improvement. But I think Carson Beck's probably going to check most of the boxes for me. He seems more comfortable, seems very composed. Um, and this, folks, I'm going to be very frank. If Carson Beck spends a year in Georgia's offense, puts up the numbers that I think he's capable of with the weapons that will be around him in a Todd Munkin offense, 6'4", can throw the ball impressively well. Remember, guys, when George Pickens had his pro day and he wanted to simulate um, what he could do working with an NFL-type arm, he chose Carson Beck to throw for him at pro day. Some NFL scouts were aware, were aware of that as well. So um, one of the things I think about is um, I think Carson Beck has a very bright future as a Georgia Bulldog. Um, guys, that's our show. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Another Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. But folks, you know it's October. You know what you need to do? You need to get, get to your Kroger. <laughs> Excuse me. You get to get to your Kroger. Get your Halloween candy. Get all the stuff you need to be prepared. You don't want to be that person that runs out or goes and gets it two or three days before. Kroger is your one-stop shop for all things Halloween. Bet they even have a Halloween makeshift costume if you really need it there as well. But think about Kroger. Think about Halloween. Think about the Kroger boost and those fuel points. Think about all those savings. The grocery save up to a dollar. A dollar off every gallon um, with an appropriate number of bank fuel points with the Kroger boost program. I believe it's only $59 a year. Great deal. You know what's another great deal? It's a chance to hang out with you guys each and every Wednesday. For Before the Hedges, um, I'm Jeff Sintel for DogNation.com. That has been your intel. Be well, and I'll see you guys again later on the pages of DogNation.com. You guys have a great weekend, a great Wednesday night, great rest, great rest of your week. And how about this? We'll see everybody in Sanford Stadium on Saturday. We'll be a slew of recruits in the house as well. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. We'll see you guys later on dognation.com. I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.